Hello, everybody. Welcome back to FTS. It is Owen Smith and Matthew Warner back in 2024, baby. Uh, new year, new us, Matt. New year, new us. Um, a little bit of a sadder version than us than I think what we we're <laughs> hoping to come into the new year with. But, you know, we're uh, we're here. We're going to have a great 2024. Um, 2023 was awesome. It was our first year. Uh, doing this whole uh, podcasting thing together. Um, yep. So that was a ton of fun. We also haven't been on a mic together in like two weeks with the holidays. So uh, all exciting stuff, man. I'm, I'm yeah. happy to be here. Happy to talk. Uh, a lot has happened since we last put out an episode. So we got quite a bit to get through. But uh, yeah. how are we feeling? How are we feeling about 2024, Owen? Feeling good. You and I are both doing a little bit of a reset challenge uh, right now. So we're only on day two of that. Um, and it, it, that involves a lot of, yeah, just a lot of different things like working out, waking up yeah. early and reading and developing yourself and all of that. Uh, so doing that. Um, but yeah, I like how the, the, the one is labeled uh, up before the enemy. And for, for <laughs> me, that's just like get up before my kids. Like, <laughs> they're the yeah. enemies like get up do something productive before they wake up um so no it's uh it'll be good a little, little bit of uh of personal uh development never hurts i know everybody tries to do something um in january and it usually fizzles out so you and i are going to keep each other pretty accountable on some of this yep. stuff um I, I i'll i'll be honest the one i'm struggling with a lot is the sweets um yeah it turns out it's <laughs> It's uh, I, I snack on like sweets a lot more than I guess I remember doing. And I had to like catch myself for 45 times yesterday. It was day one. It yeah. was like <laughs> reach for like a Twizzler or uh, like a, uh, you know, Barrett's been chowing down on candy. So no, uh, exciting stuff. I'm, I'm, uh, we're going to have a good 2024. I mean, yep. we still have some football left. Yes. 2024. We do. We do. Yeah. There's uh plenty of football left NFL wise, plenty of football left for sure. College football only for down to now the final game um, of the, of the season with the national championship coming up next Monday. Uh, the semifinals were played last night um, and you will have a Michigan and Washington matchup as Ohio state fans. I'm sure that that is uh, hurting us both a little bit this morning. Uh, and yesterday, just kind of watching them, you know, dominate. Um, it seemed, I mean, it was definitely a close game, but there was a lot of times where I just felt like they were the better team the entire time. Um, yep. And it just was frustrating to know that Ohio State was uh, inches, uh, felt like inches away. Um, you know, uh, clearly a lot could have gone different in, in that last drive and just some of the mistakes that they made. Like, it's just like, here we are, we're, now looking at a potential Michigan national championship and that just very easily could have been Ohio state as well, but we'll get to Ohio state stuff later for now. It is Michigan versus Washington. Is this the matchup that you expected for the national championship coming into this weekend? I expected the Michigan side. So I had Michigan money line. Um, okay. I also had Texas minus four. Yeah. So not exactly what I was expecting. I thought, I thought Texas was better 
than Washington going into that game. And I thought Michigan was slightly better than Alabama. They're more experienced at quarterback, still have that phenomenal defense. Um, and I thought they were going to be able to run the ball decently well against them, and they did. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it's the game we get. I, I know you and I aren't super thrilled about it. Um, it was it was a pick your poison for uh, for Buckeye fans. It's like, do you root for Alabama or do you root for <laughs> Michigan? For us, it's always going to be whoever Michigan is playing. Um, just so happened to be another team across the aisle that you know we we aren't a big fan of either. Right. Um, what about you? How, how did you you know going into those matchups? Did you have any money on any of these? Um, yeah. And, so and I... how do you feel about <laughs> this game particularly? Well, I jumped on the wrong side on both of these games. So I was 0 for 2 on the semifinals. I was on, uh, I got Texas three and a half uh, just right before the game is when I bet that one. But the, um, I actually jumped on Alabama money line when they opened at like plus 110 or, you know, they were plus odds. And I, the reason I jumped on it was because I thought that by the time that we got to the game, they would be favored by a couple points so that that would hold a little more value um and as things progressed towards you know to 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 kick off last night um it they still were the the underdog you know by by a, a close margin but like that didn't move and there was so much public money on Bama yeah. that there was like there there's something weird going on so as i now from a what i was thinking was because the, the you know Vegas is so much smarter than than us, so there's something there, and like they're seeing it a different way. And I was like, you know what, Michigan's probably going to win this, and yep. it it just seemed like they they're like it, it it makes me sick, but they're like a team of destiny right now, where they've turned this whole like we cheated, we did all this, like Harbaugh's been suspended for six games for you know things that are. Cheating or like recruiting violations yeah. or whatever, and they've spun it into like he's faced so much adversity. It's like he faced the adversity that he set up for himself. Like it's just, yeah, he, but but he, they they're doing they're good at doing that. Like they have turned yeah. it to it's us against the world, and they are you know spinning that into all the motivation. This is the the last you know the the, the final dance or whatever last dance, and. uh so as I was getting close, I was like, man, I already have money on Bama, so I'm going to have to just, you know, ride that out. I didn't, I can't stomach uh, betting for Michigan anyways. So I, I was on Michigan side of, or on uh, Alabama side, of course, but, but yeah. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a tough one. Yeah. And, and I'm with you. The, like the Blake Corum post game of like, nobody believed in this. It's like, you were the number two team in the country all year. What are you talking yeah. about? Nobody believed in you. It's like, everybody thought you were, everybody knew you were a good football team. Yeah. You know, but you guys broke rule. Like, there yeah. <laughs> there are things that happen throughout the year. There's a reason your coach was suspended. It's not because you guys were a good football team. Right. It's because you guys were breaking rules. Nobody was trying to pick on you. Um, so, like, they've, they've got this, like, you know, underdog mentality right now which is hilarious because they've been looked at as one of the top college football teams all year yeah. um, where when you look at a washington or um you know like the washington's texas even alabama most of the year where like alabama took a loss early um texas coming into the year like not getting the same hype that that uh the michigan was washington certainly yeah. not getting the same kind of hype that 
um, Michigan was. So it's like you, you of all three of the you know other teams are by far the one that everybody expected to be um, in that conversation at the end of the year. Um, so it, it's funny. Um, I, I I'm curious. So that felt like a really um, it felt like an odd game to me watching it because it felt like it's the first time I've really watched a Saban team that looked like they got kind of out prepared. Yes. Yes. Um, and to me, that was just odd. Like usually when you see a, 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 a Saban team go down, it's, you know, dumb turnovers um, and, 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 you know, some, you know, plays that really have a huge impact on the game, but you hardly ever see them get just bullied and, and it was funny because everybody was like you know Nick Saban is known for making really great second half adjustments yeah. how do you adjust for the other team just bullying you yeah like, what do you say to you say to your offensive line that's just getting absolutely demolished um, which I know a lot of that is you know the not getting the right pass pro set up is a huge part of that. Um, you know, them just completely running through them um, and, and getting to the quarterback in 0.4 seconds. Um, so, but it, it was really odd. So I'm curious, like you watching the game, did you have the same thoughts on that? Um, and, and like, yeah. how, how did you, is it, it looked like, it looked like Harbaugh got the best of Saban in that one. Big time. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's how I felt the, the entire time. Um, as well where i was just like there's just something off I, I, there's just the expectation that there has been with nick saban um and it just there there have been moments there have been things this year in the past couple of years where like is saban losing it a little i mean it's hard to do what he's done i'm not the, the these past couple seasons should not take away from what he's been able to accomplish in his career i think he's probably like it's going to be hard for him not to go down as the greatest of all time. Like, especially with how college football is, is changing who knows what the sport's going to look like in five, 10 years. So like the, the, the success that he's had is going to be hard to, to come by for sure in college football. But I mean, he just has the, the, something has just seemed different. Clearly he's up there in age and like, like in t time doing it. So, you know, things are bound to slip, but yeah, I, I just felt like he was out prepared and, or um, I just felt like there were a lot of mental mistakes that happened as well. And like, that also seems like yeah, not something that usually happens on a Saban team. So yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it just goes to, goes to show that like, let's not forget. And they showed it. I, I forget what point they showed it in the game, but like they, this is a team that almost lost to Auburn. Like this was a team that, had a uh, miracle to to be yeah. Auburn on fourth, you know, fourth and twenty nine or whatever the hell it was. So like this wasn't a perfect Bama team. Um, clearly, they showed up for Georgia. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's kind of like we'll we'll see what happens with Saban. I'm I I was convinced that if he were to win the Natty this year, that it would be the perfect way to ride off into the sunset. I don't think that he can leave on on his own accord with uh with a loss but you just never know like what he's feeling um but yeah michigan just looked and it, it made me sick the entire time because like they're just they're, you can't 
you can't say like it just felt like you couldn't say they made their own mental mistakes and they had a lot of like special teams errors and things like they had a moment to win the game in uh you know in the fourth quarter um and then they have that muff punt that could have very easily turned into a to a safety yep. um and could have sold the game and so that like would have there's been definitely one of the wildest ways that like I was <laughs> yeah. sitting there watching it and I was like, why is he fielding it? Why is he fielding? Yeah. Why is he why is he touching this? And then um yeah. Um that was my my head was spinning. I was like, if this game ends on the damn safety, I'm gonna yeah. die laughing. Like that'll yeah. be such a funny way for this to end. But um yeah. no, I, I I think my other kind of takeaway, um not just from from the Alabama uh, Michigan game, but from both games was just that the college football playoff committee had to be sitting there thinking, "We got this right." Yes, like yes. We, yes. we 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 got this right. We we have the four best teams. I, I don't even want to say four best teams, but we got two really good matchups. Yep. Um, you know, both go down to the wire. Um, I, I think. One thing we didn't mention in the Alabama uh, Michigan game, I don't know how that's your your go to call at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of people like on Twitter saying it was supposed to be kind of a, a, a read option uh, where it should have went to the you know the uh, receiver that was in motion, but the snap was low, so he kind of just completely abandoned it, which they had issues with the snap all day. Um. But man, that looked really bad. Just having Milro run into a brick wall <laughs> to end the game four yards away from the end zone felt like it, it was kind of set up to to fail from the beginning. Um, yeah. But you know that's that's what you get when you hire Notre Dame guys <laughs> yeah, and, and have yeah. them calling the plays. You know, um, yeah. No, I've seen I've seen similar uh, things where it, and the, the low snap affected it, um, which that was a problem the entire the entire. It was game. snapping piss um, missiles every <laughs> once in a while. Like Milro would like have to matrix himself to catch him. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. No, so it was. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. I mean, it was a good. I agree with the committee thing. Like they're two years in a row now, the semifinals have been exciting, like down to the wire games, right? Like Texas had an opportunity to beat uh, beat Washington, uh, you know, on final second, um, and you know, Bama goes to overtime with, with Michigan and then loses there. Like last year, you had you know TCU and Michigan was a lot of fun to watch, and then you know, for mm-hmm. majority of the game as Ohio State fans, Ohio State and Georgia, you know, you have a have an opportunity to win clearly not the best uh opportunity with a you know 50 yard or whatever the the final field goal was there so like for them to have back-to-back years of that is, is pretty pretty cool um and and good for the sport because what what will be i don't think with the matchup that we would have this but again in that same year last year georgia goes out and puts up like 65 points on tcu yeah. and they score like seven so uh, I don't think we'll have that same repeat. I think Washington and Michigan is going to be a good game. Um, I, I mean, clearly watched the the Washington and Texas game, and I just felt like early on it was close, but I just kind of I just had the feeling that Washington was going to win most of that most of that game, like just the way that Penix is able to get get shit done sometimes, and like just the the yep. wide receivers and the talent there. Like I just thought that this is going to be a 
um, a shootout. And I, and I think that they, ultimately they came out and won that. Of course, Texas had the opportunity to win that as well um, in the final mm-hmm. seconds. But Which, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, it it feels like we've been doing this all year where it's like, man, Washington's going to drop one eventually. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they've got a really tough schedule. Look at the gauntlet they have to go through. Okay, they beat Oregon once. They're not going to beat Oregon twice. And it feels like uh, Michael Penix just keeps on delivering and, and keeps on winning football games. Um, so I, I thought about it at the end of the, you know, end of the night after I took Texas and I was just like, I, am I going to fade them again in a national championship yeah. game where, um, you know, like we've done this all year. Um, now, now I think it's, it's going to be really interesting because you now have like the clash of a super high powered offense going up against a really, really good defense and then yep. just a, a, a ground and pound offense. And I'll be curious to see how Washington reacts to that because mm-hmm. I can guarantee you all week, the media is going to be talking about the fact that Michigan is the tougher football team. Yeah. Like that is yeah. going to be a part of the conversation that they're, they're more hard nosed. They're, you know, they're tougher on defense. Um, they're, they're going to win in the trenches. Um, like that's going to be Michigan's key to success. So, you know, I, I would assume that's going to fire up Washington a little bit. Um, they, they've been, uh, like I said, doubted all year by yeah. people like me and people and like, it feels like all year they were kind of the team that was put on the back burner a little bit. As you talked about the Alabama's, the Georgia's, Ohio State's, the Michigan's, the Florida State's, the LSU, like it, it feels like they were just kind of in the shadows over there. Um, and so no, um, they played a great game. Uh, it was insane that we, first of all, uh, please stop scheduling eight thirty games. For college football. Uh, like the fact that i i didn't get to bed till 1 a.m was just not fun at all like i i missy asked me she's like what time did you go to bed and i was like one and she's like why and i was like (laughs) the game didn't end until one o'clock what do you what do you mean she was like well you don't have to watch every second and i was like yes i do yes this is what we do (laughs) um but no it was what i was gonna say is it was insane the how that situation panned out that they end up getting the ball with a lot more time than they should have got the ball with um and have a couple shots at the end zone like if viewers puts that ball a little bit yeah. tighter into the you know into that space it might be you know a little bit more of like a back shoulder throw versus like a fade to the corner could have been like a texas walk off which would have been mm-hmm. awesome um, but mm-hmm. kudos to Washington. Um, excited for the national championship game. Um, I think it opened up at three and a half Michigan. Yeah. So right now, at least on uh FanDuel, it's four and a half uh Michigan four and a half over over under fifty-five and a half. So they're thinking it's gonna be a higher scoring game, which it was like uh which is possible with Washington's offense for uh for sure but yeah yeah yeah. um yeah four and a half wash it's just to your point earlier about them always being like they've they were nine and a half point dogs against oregon and the oregon pack 12 uh they were were dogs to three and a half to uh to texas and then now they're dogs again four and a half to michigan it's like man they're just yeah 
keep doubting I mean, them, I guess. Keep doubting I was going to say it's it's uh it's good bulletin board material for uh uh you know for for coaches and players, but um no, I, I'm excited for that game. I obviously I think you and I are very much so on the same page. We hope Phoenix goes out and throws 17 touchdowns, yeah. um, and Washington blows out Michigan. But uh, hopefully, it's a good game. Um, don't want to see another national championship game that's just kind of a snooze fest. Um, actually, might prefer it now because um, I I do like to go to bed early. Yeah. Um, so right. may, you know maybe they can bless us a little bit, but. Um, can we so one thing before well I'm not sure if we're on the same page here one one thing I just want to point out is um it's it's funny how we are now looking at as, as it's 2024 you know clearly the once the season's over it's not official but like we're looking at a big 10 champion national championship right now it is yeah and I'm a proud northern, of my big 10 team <laughs> and a northern champ like so it's it, that's back to back to um, let's see when when was I'm trying to remember oh it was Ohio State yeah Ohio State Oregon so it opened as a northern matchup it was Ohio State Oregon in 2015 um, and then now it's it's Washington and Michigan to to end out the four team playoff so uh, just just funny to see and I think good for the Big Ten and, and good for Northern football um to to be having this stage and it's going to be be a fun matchup there but um what what were you going to get to oh i was just going to say um i I was going to transition over to some nfl talk um yeah you know we uh we have some rather big games coming up this week um i don't know if you know this owen but the Cleveland Browns clinched the playoffs while we were away celebrating the holidays. Yep. Um, clinched a playoff berth. Um, Joe Flacco also clinched a MVP award. Um, <laughs> so big things are happening over here, but now we also are in a very, very fun situation. I don't know if you thought about this. Oh, I thought about it, I think. but keep We're going. in a very, very fun situation where the Colts are in a winning get in game, mm-hmm. but they are also in a winning get in and win the division if Jacksonville loses, mm-hmm. which would mean that the Indianapolis Colts would host <laughs> the Cleveland Browns uh-huh. back at Lucas Oil Stadium for the first round of the playoffs. How do you yes. feel about that? I, it is a dream scenario, like for, for so many reasons. First off, to, um, I, that's, the that's the scenario for us to get a home playoff game because if if jags win and lock it up i mean we're going to be the six or seven seed um even with the win there so a very rare chance that there would be a home playoff game at lucas oil anyways um so like there's that excitement but then for it to be against the browns of course you know our rivalry here on the podcast and as friends would yeah. uh you know add more to it as well but then just the with how great that game, how fun that game was and how, you know, how things ended at least for the Colts perspective and the NFL acknowledgement of it, whatever, like just to like, there, there's so many storylines for that. It, <laughs> just, it like just, we, just like we would have expected, you know, the, yeah. the Colts hosting the Cleveland Browns in a Garner Minshew versus Joe Flacco show. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly how we would have drawn it up at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, so no, I've I've been thinking about it since the uh win on on New Year's Eve. 
um, was like, there is that, that is a very, uh, very possible thing. I, the, the Panthers did the Colts no favor <laughs> over the weekend. It was like Trevor Lawrence is out and Panthers are like, no, we're still going to find a way to give the bears the number one pick. Um, and we get, just get blown out without, <laughs> without the starting quarterback. There are bad things there. There's a really bad vibe going on over, uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Like it feels like, it feels like it was building at the beginning of the year and it did not help in any way, shape or form that CJ Stroud was <laughs> balling out. And then on top of that, you had like the game and a half that will Levis played well. And you've got Bryce Young that just hasn't played great this year. Um, and I know a lot of people talk about like doesn't have weapons around him, um, and, and he really doesn't. But it still feels like, you know, you trade up, you spend a ton of capital to go get him in the draft. I, I think you have a lot higher expectations than what he's put on the field this year. Sure. Um, you have the owner throwing drinks on fans in the middle of the game. Yeah, what the hell? Um, I, like I told Missy, I was like, the way that I would – I would be blind. Yes. For yeah. for legal yeah. purposes, I just yep. that would be the last time I opened my eyes. And yep. you know, <laughs> the the drink got in my eyes. I can't see. Um, but no, it is. Uh, you know, Carolina terrible spot. But yeah, Jacksonville. I I, I had it. That was when I was almost getting ready to bet like a Panthers money line. I I yeah. pulled off of it last second. Um, and I'm glad I did because you know. Obviously, they got the the blowout win. Um, how do you feel going into uh, to? So I I don't have much to talk about from my side. It, yeah. It's going to be like uh, Jeff Driscoll throwing the ball to <laughs> you know practice squad receivers. Um, yeah. You know, in a in a nothing game with the Bengals, who also are out of contention now. Um, yeah. But obviously, you have a big one, C.J. Stroud comes into Lucas oil uh, to, to end the season. We've been talking about this for, it feels like 10 weeks where we're like, yeah. that could be a win and then, you know, yeah. win and then game. Yeah. Um, and here we are. It's a win and get in um, and have the chance, you know, Colts took care of their business um, and, and got the win against the Raiders. Didn't leave any, um, any doubts there. So how are we feeling on? Yeah. I feel, I mean, feeling pretty good. Um, the Colts, have won games that I thought could be potential losses. And then they've like, and this is actually just even like just looking at the last five games, like I did not expect them to get their ass handed to them by the Bengals um, or, or the Falcons, right? Like I, I didn't think that the Bengals was a guaranteed win, but I definitely thought the Falcons would be given yeah. the you know spot that they've been in. And like, so they've lost stupid games like that. But then they've won games where, like, they historically the Steelers have just like owned the Colts and Lucas Oil, like just, and we go out and win thirty to thirteen big second half. So, um, I f- am very excited um, for for multiple reasons. Of course, I'm I'm feeling pretty good going into it. I think that I wouldn't feel as good if. Stroud had all of his weapons, like the fact that he won't have Tank Dell, and clearly he hasn't had Tank Dell in a few weeks, and so like he's figured some things out without him. But that was, you know, that was a huge part of um, of his season was having a reliable guy like that. So 
um, yeah. for it to be at home, for it to be in, you know, to, to have that home field advantage, to be in prime time on a Saturday, um, I think puts a lot of momentum and uh, gives the Colts the edge there. Um, yeah, it would just be painful to, <laughs> it would be very painful like, to see a loss uh, on Saturday, but I, I feel pretty good. I, what's, uh, I'm trying to find the line. I couldn't remember. I thought Colts were like two and a half last night. So they're one and a half right now. I was going to say, Campbell. I thought it got down to one and a half, um, which no. I I think I'm going to take. Um, yeah. You know, the, the Stroud like magic seems like it started to fade a little bit. Then he went into the inner, you know, the, the injury. Um, but so it, it's, I feel like at home, Lucas Oil, you know, in a primetime game, everybody's going to be excited. Um, it's it should be a really fun atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think oddly enough, I think a guy like Garner Minshew thrives in that mm-hmm. kind of environment where, like, he's a high energy kind of guy. Um, you know, likes to. Uh, get his teammates fired up, likes to get the crowd fired. So, like, I, I can see him having one of those, like, really big games where um, it, it just feels like, you know, he takes that that next step up to where, <laughs> where he, he looks pretty competent. Yep. Um, but having said that, he's also Garner Minshew. Um, so you kind of never know what you're going to get um, yeah. when he walks out <laughs> to the field. Um, but, no, I, I'm excited for that one. We are trying to figure out so uh yeah i know i had texted you um my mom had uh covid right before the holidays so we had to like cancel our christmas so now christmas is this upcoming weekend and i told them i was like hey there's a flex colts game on you know next weekend it's probably going to be a winning get in and i would be surprised if it's not saturday night so I don't know what we're doing with our <laughs> with our holiday plans, but we are going to that game. Um, so yeah. trying to figure out all the logistics there, but I'm very much so hoping I will be in attendance as well um, because I might have to uh, meet up with you and grab you a, uh, a jersey. Oh, in the yeah. Shop. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Yep, that is true. Uh, haven't tallied up the numbers unless you have, but I'm I'm, I'm going to run them after this, but I, I think if I remember right, and if I've been keeping track of it right in my head, I would have to go four and oh, you'd have to go oh and four, which, which is very, very possible. I I will never say never. Um, I think if we get out of this season with a tie, we just, (laughs) you know, we just cut our losses and, uh, we just, place the same amount of money we would have spent on a jersey together on a big bet there we and go. call it a day there we go um, but no it, it's uh I, I i i'm fairly certain i would have to go four and oh you'd have to go oh and four i'll i'll get you the exact numbers and we'll put it in the the final blog uh we do need to talk about that oh um this has been uh as as your podcast host or co-host this has been a tough week for me because i'm staring down the barrel of this jersey i had to venmo you money for (laughs) back to back championships in my big league at home so so for anyone listening 
there's a conspiracy theory within my home league that Owen is not a real person <laughs> um, and that it's just me with a second account. Uh, we brought him into our league uh, last season. Owen won it in his first year, turned around. Um, I, I think it's safe to say had kind of like a so-so team midway through yeah. the year. And then all yep. of a sudden, like the, the, the switch flipped and ended up getting back to back wins in that league. And I think in fantasy football, of all things, it is really hard to win two years in a row just because it's <laughs> yeah. in fantasy football. Exactly. Um, so uh, enjoy your second swing set that you're going to buy with that. It's been a, it's, it's been a, this has been a, a good investment of your time and your yes. money, um, you know, for, for two years of, of hard work. Um, but we do need to talk about own four this last week you're you're keeping the door open on the jersey i i think i needed an own four last week to to be in contention yeah. um and you did go own four right uh i think so i think there was a questionable one that i hadn't looked back on um yes to to sum it up i was not um yeah that the raiders colts i got I think it closed at 41 and a half, but when we drafted, I got it at 43 and a half. So it hit the close. Ooh. It did not hit the uh, draft. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, so I lost. So I had the uh, Giants Rams under 44 and a half that missed Falcons plus three that missed wide margin Colts Raiders missed by a half point. Um, and then Cowboys that, that missed as well. Um, I, I, when we drafted, it was uh, minus six there. So, zero and four did not feel good. I was zero and four in NFL, zero and two on college football. Um, so, n- has not been a good gambling run for me. But as you mentioned, won you know won the big money league and then won a um, another league as well, which was uh, fun. So, Damn. a little good 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 payday for for me um, for for fantasy. Uh, but yeah, as far as gambling goes, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the door open. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, that I appreciate if I, it's, it's, <laughs> if it's I even would have went one in three, you would, we would be talking about like what Jersey I'd be getting right now. Yeah. Um, which, which we still might, I, like I said, I still got to go run the numbers. Cause I think I had a, a, a two and two week last week and I think you went three and one or something. So it bumped you back up a, a point, but we'll go look at it. Um, I had a good week. I went three and one uh the the i was so happy that that cowboys game didn't go into overtime because i was like man i'm gonna end up dropping that game you and i were head to head in that game yeah um so i got that lions plus six the only one i missed on uh was rams minus five and a half still shocked that the giants kept that game that close but um and then dude i went on a a little bit of a heater college football Yeah, Um, won like six bets in a row. I got the Penn State uh, Ole Miss um, over. I got the uh, against the spread. And then I turned around. I got Liberty, Oregon, first half minus 10 for some reason. (laughs) Um, The Wisconsin over, like I, I hit multiple in a row i got I, I told you i took michigan money line um so yeah i i was on fire a little bit um i think i like i said i think i won five or six in a row felt really good 
um, and then ended the night on the the double loss because um, <laughs> I had the under and the uh, Texas uh, spread. Yikes. So, um, you know, it is what it is. It's That's the how way gambling, gambling goes, works. Man. <laughs> it is how it goes. Um, you know, I, I know there's probably people, Owen, that are tuning in today. Mm-hmm. And they're thinking in their mind, wow, they haven't talked about the Ohio State Buckeyes at all. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, and we are expecting more out of us. <laughs> we're, we're going to. Yes. Um, we are going to. I, I tweeted out on the 29th that next week's podcast will be full of pain and sadness and disappointment and that everybody is going to love it. Um, and here we are. Um, you know, we, we had a few days to sleep on it now. Um, I'll open the floor for you. Okay. Well, so Ohio State loses to Michigan to end out the season. Clearly, when you lose to Michigan, like, you know, shit hits the fan, right? Like, you don't really that, – that doesn't happen. For it to happen three years in a row, like, that that, that definitely hasn't happened in a long, long time, right? So, um, things weren't good. The there was a very slim margin or slim uh, path to the college football playoffs, but none of that really went in Ohio State's favor. So they find themselves in a bowl game. Um, Kyle McCord transfers out. Julian Fleming uh, Fleming transfers out. A couple guys declare for the draft, and um, you know then there was a bunch of backup guys that that also kind of transferred out. So. Going to the bowl game, and it's, hey, Devin Brown, it's his time. Um, he's finally going to get a chance, burn the boats, you know, get everybody hyped up. And then, you know, what, two drives into that? I can't, two or three drives into that game, he suffers his third or fourth injury since the spring. Um, yeah. And it puts the, puts the Buckeyes in position to bring in true freshman uh, Lincoln Keenholz, uh for, for the bowl game. And Ohio State goes on to score three points, which I think came in the first or second quarter um, for the entire game against Missouri, which isn't a bad team. They're still a top 10 team and all that, but would expect a lot more. Um, and I think that it is leaving leaving me very confused on how to feel about this team because, like, I, you know, I – wasn't completely in the camp of like get rid of Ryan day. And I don't think that I'm in that camp still, but I do think that there is something wrong with the program right now. And I don't know if it's him or if it's the way that he runs the program or if it is how he is with his players, how he recruits. I I, I don't know. Like the, the, I, I think that I am now at the point where there is definitely more blame than there's ever been towards him. There is definitely more angst from my own self towards him than there ever has been because ultimately, no matter what happens in the program at what at whatever level, there that is your responsibility. That is how you run uh, things. And for practices to be what they had like six practices and they were glorified walk walkthroughs and yeah, like. It just does not feel good. Are, where are you at 
as of right now on January 2nd, 2024 on uh, the status of your feelings for Ryan day specifically. Usually in games like these where you just put a stinker out on the field. I feel like you sleep on it. You come back a little bit more like, you know, the world's not ending and, and and start to see some of the positives. There were no positives in this game. The defense, I sure the defense, we knew the defense was good. And, and, you know, I, I think maybe the defense was too good because now you've got guys like Jack Sawyer who were on the edge, played a yeah. great game, you know, um, so I'm, I'm actually more disappointed in this now that some of the things have come to light afterwards that, like you said, like as of December 20th, you only have, I think they said six practices. So you got to think heading into Christmas travel, all of that stuff, you you maybe get two more practices in. So you go into a bowl game month off and you have eight practices and, and some of those are being characterized as light workouts. Yeah. And it looked like they had not practiced. The defense, which was a unit that was pretty much the same unit that's been out on the field all year, probably didn't need a ton of extra reps. But when you have an offense that has a brand new quarterback, you don't have your, you know, the best player in college football at a wide receiver. So you've got Carnell Tate getting a ton of reps um, and shifting into that starting. Like there was a lot that was new in that offense. And it looked like they had next to no prep together. Um you know, guys just flying around the field unblocked um, and, and in the backfield. Um, just a ton of misreads. And um, and Ryan Day's the guy that prides himself on the offensive side of the football. Yes. So, you know, it's it'd be one thing if it was, you know, Ryan Day's the defensive mastermind and his offensive coordinator didn't have his guys. But this is like, this is what Ryan Day does. It's offense. So, well... You're to you're that point up. as well. It's like he has a head coach for the defense, right? Like Jim Knowles is not just a defense coordinator, he's the head coach for the defense. So, how much credit can he even take for that exactly. to begin with? Exactly. So, um, anyways, yeah. And like there was just some questionable things, like you know, you, you make a switch up on the offensive line for this game and it goes so poorly. So poorly. I mean, it, it was noticeable how uh, how different the offensive line. Like, that Michigan team that just wreaked havoc on Alabama, they didn't do that against Ohio State. They were good. You know, they, they um, you know, they were solid, but it wasn't that bad against Ohio State. And a month later, you have Missouri looking like the Eagles defensive line, just yeah. blowing up every single play. Yeah. Um, I was disappointed in, in Devin Brown, even before he got hurt, he looked very rushed, very sped up. Um, and, and I was kind of sad. He, he hit a couple short 
you know, six, seven yard throws where I was like, all right, here we go. It seems like maybe we might get into a little bit of a rhythm here. Um, he goes out and Keenholz just wasn't, wasn't ready. And the offensive line didn't give him a chance to even, you know, set his feet. So it, it was a, a bad situation. I still have questions around like, how does Dallin Hayden not see the field and, and like get touches in that game? You, you're, you're looking at a guy that could probably go start at 95% of other schools. You made him redshirt this year, which would mean he would have to stay another four years, which is so unlikely to me. So you made him redshirt behind a guy who declared for the draft and didn't play a ton this year in mine Williams. And Chip, who did play a ton, got a ton of touches and still transferred. Yeah. And and you rewarded those guys over Dallin Hayden, who's very young, very capable. We've seen it every time he's been on a field. And now we, you know, we're we're sitting in a situation where if Travion Henderson comes back and I'm Dallin Hayden, right. it, it, am yeah. I gonna Am I going to sit in that room another year behind him as a, a backup? Or right, am I going to go? The scenario with Trevion is that you're, 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 you're banking on him for playing time at that point. You're banking on him to get hurt, right? Because like, yeah. it's happened the past two, three years. So yeah. you're banking on that. So yeah, to your point, yeah, do you go transfer and be the guy elsewhere? So it's just frustrating because like, it's been a running back, you know, uh, by committee all year. And then you have a perfect chance where, you know, it doesn't cost anything to play him in a bowl game. So you're fine. You, you throw him out, right. let him. It, it shocked me that they didn't. I thought they were going to split carries, but at the very least, I thought he would get some very meaningful playing time in that game. And so that was really frustrating. Um, I thought Carnell, Carnell Tate was a, uh, showed glimpses of you know he could be the next guy um not much you can do when you can't really throw the wall um can't get anything going in the passing offense but um i thought he played okay um i i wrote in that blog like players i was excited to watch one of them was head coach ryan day and it was so disappointing it just uh, i've been scratching my head all week on how you can lose the big game and not come out like just completely fired up. And as as a head coach of like, Hey, the whole world's mocking you right now. They're mocking me. They're mocking our program. This needs to be a set the tone. Let everybody know we are still one of the best teams in college football. And instead people left that going. So how is date? Okay. Right. Like, is that program okay? Right. Um so yeah, now I like I, I don't know I don't know what we do. Um there's question marks at quarterback. There's the hot seat for Ryan Day seems to be getting a lot hotter. Um and there's just this kind of negative buzz around the program with receivers leaving in the portal. You've got former players that are uh, you know, that have transferred in the past that are coming out and saying stuff. So, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's tough. It, it's, 
I said this was going to be sad and disappointing and uh, I'm sitting here and I sound sad and disappointed. So <laughs> there you go. You sickos. You got what you wanted. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't know what, I don't know what, like if, if there wasn't, I've lost faith in the idea of change because there wasn't any sort of um, change made. You had a month to make some changes, right? I understand you yeah. don't want to, I, I know it's a difficult position to let go of people in the middle of the season when there's still the bowl game and all of that. But then for people to find out that there really wasn't, there really wasn't anything that went on, you know, yeah. uh, other than the kind of routine stuff, like there's really nothing that went on in that time period. So would you have really missed the presence of Parker Fleming? Would you really miss the presence? Or Well, to be fair, he was great in that game. I think it was <laughs> three <laughs> penalties on special teams. Um, so, yeah, he no, he deserves that job. Yeah. Um, he should have been fired th- the next day right. after and this it, game. And that, that's, the th- that's the thing is, like, not only did you not make any decisions before this game, when you had a month and, you know, especially special teams. Um, and then for you to go out and just be embarrassed and then still not make any sort of change. Like what, what, what is promising to, I know that it's not about always like appealing the, the masses and, and or appealing to the masses right. and, and making right. the fans happy. Like if, if that were the case, you know, so many things would have happened by now. Mike, Mike Vrabel and Deion Sanders would would both be in in Columbus right now uh, <laughs> if it was all about the the fan base. But there is something to like there, especially from in an NIL world and a you know where, where donations are starting to really have an impact on you know transfers and on uh, recruits and all of that. Um, you do kind of have to appeal to the crowd a little bit you too you do kind of have to drive an energy because what what is between january 2nd and you know i think the first game's like august 31st like or and maybe even just shorten that window like what between now and april is going to make anybody want to donate to ohio state football specifically right like you can donate to the school and athletic department but like what what is driving that type of um or at least like winning the press conferences. Like, I don't know. It just, it just seems like there's something off and there's, and, and we'll give them, it's been a holiday and we know it's tough to, to make decisions uh, during the holiday season and all of that. But like, if he doesn't come out and do something in the next four days, like, w- w- is there ever going, is there going to be a change? What, what hope are you giving your fans at your school, your yeah. athletic director, your, you know, peers like what what are you giving what impressions are you giving to them what hope are you giving to them it seems like none right now this could be become very outdated um you know after recording this but that's how right. it is as of the morning of january it, 2nd i was gonna say it, it very well could be a, a busy week in terms of buckeye you know football changes um one Transfer portals closing soon, so you yep. you're gonna have a lot of guys probably enter that you know names weren't in there before that you can maybe go take a look at. Um, I I would be shocked if Parker Fleming's still around. Um, I think there's enough tape on it to say, hey, 
this didn't work this year. We're 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 gonna put this back in the hands of somebody else, not fill a staffing position here. Um, and then I think I think the Buckeyes have to make a move on Will Howard. Yeah, it's not what I preferred. It's not. I mean, it's it's not. It's not exactly what I wanted, but I, I you know. I think you have to. the The yeah. alternative is you roll the dice that Devin and and this is if if I'm sitting in Ryan Day's chair right now, am I rolling the dice that the guy that couldn't beat out Kyle McCord and then had his chance? This is now the second time he's had injuries that have wiped him. You know, this would have probably been an injury that kept him out for three to four weeks. If it's a high ankle sprain, maybe. Well, like, do I roll the dice on that guy? The To that point, too, the reason that part of, not part not the full reason, but part of the reason that he lost some time in the competition was that he didn't even play in the spring game because of an injury. Right. So every three it's, times it's, now, it's, he has had opportunities to show, you know, what he's made of. It sounded like he was making maybe closing the gap a little bit on Kyle McCord going into the Purdue game. That's when they start, or came, whenever they rolled out that package, like they were like, all right, we need to get him involved more yep. and gets injured like, every single time he's been injured. So whether or not he's the guy to your point, yeah, you're looking at, you're looking at somebody that's been hurt three times this calendar year or last calendar yeah. year. now. Or if you're Ryan day, do you, do you say, Hey, Will Howard, I need you to come in here. I need you to just be good. Our defense is going to be solid next year. I just need you to be good. You're going to have the best receivers in college football. It'll be you get one year, and then it's going to have to be Aaron Oland or uh, Keenholz that steps in and, and fills in that um, in those shoes. But like, I I just can't imagine a world where you know Day knows that his job's on the line. Um, you can't go lose to Michigan. And I think with Devin Brown, like you, you, you're you're looking at as easy as the schedule is. Like you could drop a couple games next year, and like that's just the end of your time. Yeah, you're you're also like a very real situation is that for the first time in a very very long time, Michigan is going to win a national title on your clock. Yep, like that. Losing to Michigan is one thing, but having them win a national title on your clock is a really tough pill to swallow for Ohio State fans looking at that head coaching position. So yep. um, it, it'll be it'll be an interesting offseason. Um, it'll be interesting to see how active this week is portal wise. Um, I think we fi- finally got our first transfer, uh, the tight end from Ohio, um, Ohio University, which fine, like. Everything I've read, you know, good kid, loves football. That's what I like to hear. Um, but outside of just transfer things, there has to be changes internally. Um, ha- how many how many years in a row are we going to go with, like, superstar players getting hurt or, you know, into the game, running out of gas? Like, you have to go take a look at strength and conditioning as well. Like, this feels like it's not happening to... to powerhouse football teams like when was the last time you looked at michigan and thought they they ran out of gas 
they're not the ones that run out of gas. They're the ones that put their foot on the pedal, step on your throat, and finish games where Ohio State, it feels like all year, even in the Missouri game, they look tired at the end. And I I know their defense have been on the, the field the entire game, but like it, it seems to be a theme. So strength and conditioning needs to be, you know, looked at. And I swear, oh, and I, I swear, if we start next year and Ryan Day is still calling plays, dude, instead of handing that over to a very capable offensive coordinator, I'm, I, I will be very, very frustrated. It, um, it, yeah. Well, I think the problem. The confusion sets in when it's like, well, they talked about, you know, Ryan Day talked to Herb Street about how he wanted to hand play playing call, you know, play calling duties over uh, going yeah. into 2023. And then next thing you know, they don't hand it over to Brian Hartline, which tells you that Hartline's not ready for that. So that now yeah. puts you in a position where is Hartline going to be ready? Are you, are, are you and your, this is like, make or break season this is 100 percent a make or break season i do not see a world where especially with gene smith out the door in june you're bringing in a new athletic director it, you would be staring down you know zero and four against michigan in that world with a new ad who needs to rejuvenate the fan base build up nil whatever it is you're you're it is make or break in my in my opinion yeah. uh, there's yeah. there's a national championship i guess is the only thing that could could uh, change that with the 12 team playoff and all that. But either way, I don't even um, know if it's national championship, but I think if you go out and you just beat Michigan and you show that like, Hey, we are still the, the leader of the big 10, you know, you beat Michigan. That means you're in the college football playoffs. You probably have to go win a game or two there. I think everybody is we're not happy with the results, but we're not where we're at this year. Well, like we're, we're in a completely different world. My point was you can lose the Michigan, but you, <laughs> you can lose the Michigan. You have to win a national championship. Like, Oh yeah. It, yeah. It's as long as you beat, I think as long as you beat Michigan and you do decent, you know, you at least advance a round or two in the college football playoffs, you're fine. But if you lose the Michigan, the only saving grace is that you win a national championship. Yeah, in my opinion, and, and you know we're we're saying all this. It's going to be so funny because Michigan's losing, I think, forty five seniors. <laughs> like they've got more guys that use the COVID year than I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, like a chance JJ McCarthy doesn't come back. Um, Blake Corum gone. Like you're you're going to look at a really really new Michigan team next year, and if Harbaugh is there. And he whoops your ass for the fourth year in a row with a a, a really really new team. That's it. You're done. Yep. Like this year, you're looking at a team that's probably going to go win the national championship, and we were playing with a, a team that you know we we saw it at the beginning of the year. Like we, we just weren't very good. Yeah. Very good on defense. Very good on defense. Weapons all over the, the place on offense, but the offensive line was bad. Quarterback play was average, and that's not how great teams are are built. Um, 
it, it'll be a different story next year <laughs> if they turn around and get whooped by a, a brand new Michigan team that, um, you know, that that's going to look different all across the field. They've got a lot of guys that are going to be in the league um, next year. Um, and, and we've got quite a bit coming back on our side. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that we can come back in a, a week or two on this and say, all right, there's been progress made. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping for that. Cause like I said, there's just not a lot of excitement. This is the most down that I've ever been as a Ohio state fan. It feels like so, yeah. um, I mean, they, last year you lost to Michigan and you still went out and, you know, competed in the college football playoff the year before you lost to Michigan and you went out and balled out against Utah, showed a lot of promise for the next year. Like there was a, a, yeah. a decent taste in the mouth, both of those uh, years coming into it. There's changes that need to be made, whatever. Um, but this year it's like, there's a bad, a horrible taste. You're coming off two terrible losses, both, should not happen. You should not only score three points under Ryan Day, um, and, and being an offense, you know, offensive genius, um, and you can't lose to Michigan. And so, yeah, a lot, a lot needs to change. Uh, hoping that those changes are made and that there's some hope given to us. Um, but yeah, any any other final thoughts uh, before we wrap up today's FTS episode? No, I I think that's it. I we should have started with this and ended with the other stuff so that I could have ended on a little bit more of a, a positive <laughs> note. Um, the one thing I'll say, like, just as we kind of wrap this up, um, I, I think probably one of the big questions is going to be like, what the heck does the podcast look like moving forward with like playoffs coming up and college football wrapping up uh, probably shorter episodes, breaking down games. Yep. Uh, we'll still have probably weekly articles, especially with college or uh, with, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a college football playoff article uh, going out on the blog. Um, and, and then we'll have a bunch of stuff for, you know, NFL playoffs, all of that stuff. Um, yep. So we'll, we'll continue to be active. We'll be back again on Monday next week. Uh, we're recording this on the second, gave ourselves uh, January one to, to kind of reset. Um, I got a lot of water to drink i got a lot of yeah. working out to do today um yeah. to uh to, to get myself right and make sure i'm paying off um everything in the little challenge that owen and i are doing um so we'll kind of keep you guys up to date on that as well um also doing something really uh cool this year uh, i'm gonna track how many poops i take in the year <laughs> i fire them off at a rapid pace um, I, I impress myself sometimes i saw somebody else do it and i was like i can blow that number out of the water um, so might have a poop counter up on the website as well, uh, just so you Hell all yeah. can play along at home. Um, but those are the big things going on in my life right now. Um, <laughs> but no, it felt, felt good. I, I, I texted you a couple of days ago, like, man, I'm ready to get back on the mic. Yeah. Um, like we were, we're gone for a little while. So happy to be back. Uh, we'll be back next Monday, uh, kind of breaking down, uh, the, the final, uh, once again, ending on a, a, a sad note, final week of the NFL season. A yeah. lot of uh, a lot of football, uh, a lot of things that, that can go wrong. You've got like a winning get in for Colts, Texans. You've got um, a really, really weird matchup with uh, the, the Dolphins and uh, the Bills where it's like mm -hmm. you can get the two seed or you can get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, it, so it, it'll be a really fun week. Um, and, and excited as a Browns fan that I can just sit back, relax, and wait and see yeah. uh, kind of where all the cards fall. So, 
Enjoy uh, it. Anything, anything from your side? No, ex- again, uh, excited for for the Colts game. That being on Saturday, I'll have you know two two uh, or you know a day and a half to per- prepare for the podcast, and hoping that it's a lot of excitement. Um, and would be fun if we were, we're going into a wild card matchup with the Browns at home. That would be a ton of fun for the podcast. This is what that FTS would be needs. So much fun. Uh, I, but, I'm praying that that happens. Praying <laughs> that happens. But, uh, but we'll, we'll cool. Um, yeah, we'll keep uh, all, all. Yeah, we'll we'll do the blogs and and all of that, and keep you updated as things progress. But yeah, still still a month left of football. To look forward to and um you know of course as the super bowl comes around there'll be a lot more to gamble on uh within the game because you have to gamble on almost everything when it comes to the super bowl so um yeah. thanks everybody for listening keep up with us at ftsgambling.com fts gambling on twitter um and it's been owen smith matthew warner with the fts we'll see you guys next time bye guys